0: Wonderful. It, um, I didn't think traffic was going to be as bad as it was. I didn't know the game was today.
1: That makes sense. All the years that I was driving uh, Lyft and Uber and I was living in St. Paul, I kept telling myself I really need to get like a set of calendars to show me when the games are for like uh, baseball games. and
0: Oh, so then the, you can uh, drive?
1: Yeah. Make um, that because, thing? actually i was uh, lazy and would usually avoid it <laughs> because it was so busy and annoying because it would always happen or like i for i don't know what the days are and then mm-hmm. i've actually been responsible i got up early i did the morning business rush and then i do the afternoon rush and i'm like i just want to go home but i can't because they've got like 12 streets blocked off because. The, oh my God. the wild are playing at the uh, the ice arena, which is in downtown St. Paul. So they block off like all the shit because it's all foot traffic. So the streets yeah. are just full of people. And like I get down to one street on Kellogg. Kellogg goes like right by the river. It's up on this big bluff, so I can literally see my apartment. It's like four blocks away, and I can't get there. And oh. I hate it. I will say though, there were definitely times when. Like coming back into that, like especially on days where I was irresponsible and didn't get on the road right away, and then a yeah. game starts up, or there's like a concert or something, and then I get people who have to go like twenty miles away, and that ends up being like an eighty dollar fare. So I was like, hooray, but yeah.
0: Yeah. The yeah. times that
1: I remember are of course when I just want to get home. I need to go three blocks, but I have to drive like half half an hour around the city to yeah. get home.
0: Yeah, I was thinking, because we're like five blocks away from Coors Field, so was like, oh, people aren't going to park this far. No, no, they definitely will. It's like a 15-minute walk to get over there, but they're like... Oh, yeah. You know what? And I... I feel like we should tell the guy who owns the lot that we use, like for parking for work, that like most people don't pay. Oh, I feel like oh, he so does is, not know okay.
1: that. See, we, I was we pay assuming, him, like
0: a flat fee, like yeah. for our office. I but,
1: like, assumed it, that it was a non pay lot, no. I figured it was like a lot just for your office. So people are parking I see I assumed my my whole comment was going to be like you underestimate how cheap people will be when it comes to parking for an event. But if they're that far away and still paying for it, that seems crazy.
0: It's there's no one like monitoring it, so a lot of people are just like right. who's going to catch me and then they just leave.
1: Yeah. But and they discover that they're right, so
0: Yeah, my coworker went to one of our properties so She's like, I'm really worried. I'm not gonna get my my spot. And she's like, Well, Celine, you're next to me. Can you save my spot? So I like backed out.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Was like almost sideways, blocking two lanes. And then like my other coworkers would be like, Man, like that. There, there's that one car blocking like in two spots. I'm like, Oh, that's me. And they're like, That was you. And I'm like, Well, yeah. I. Was saving spot for her, and they're like, That's smart, actually. Like, that's actually a really good idea. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah. And then I ended up giving it to like one of my other coworkers for like our oh. team meeting that we had later today because somewhere else. Wait,
1: she did? <laughs> she did. <laughs> well, that's kind of a dick move. I mean, you what? still had the spot she, save.
0: I still have the spot save, and we're like, You know what? This is, it'll be good regardless because we have this big team meeting and we don't know where everyone's going to park because normally the po- the lot is like almost vacant.
1: Right. That would it's, still make me feel uncomfortable though. Cause there again, like people are going to bring it up. Like, did you see that prick who's parked all weird in the parking lot? And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's me. I'm saving. My it coworkers
0: all knew it was me. I was like, that was me. they're like, Oh, okay. And they're like, that actually makes more sense versus yeah. it being like a random stranger. But I was going to move my car for and then then she ended up going to a different spot. And there's just like a horde of people there. And I was like, I'm not going to physically move until you were like right here. Yeah. I'm like, because I know they're fucking judging me.
1: You <laughs> know it. Oh, yeah. They're all like. As harshly as possible.
0: Yeah. But I just, you know, I would do it again. I justify what I did because. Well,
1: good for you. Well, like, Someone has to take a stand, damn it.
0: Well, and it's also, of all the parking lots, it's not the nicest parking lot, so. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but there's it's close a close
1: enough to the stadium, and it's that's close the important enough part. that people
0: will still walk, but it's, yeah. it's super cheap. So I'm like, I don't know why people aren't just paying it. I'm like, well, if the guy's, like, not monitoring it, like, Yeah.
1: Yeah, like even if it's fifty cents, if they're like if they if they know they can get away with it, they're not gonna pay.
0: It's like three dollars for the day.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean that's that's reasonable.
0: For Denver, that's like really cheap because usually it's like a five to six dollar base pay and then it increases like every hour or so. Mm. Unless you do metered parking, which even then like that is a pain.
1: Yeah. That was another thing I hated about St. Paul is even though I lived close enough. I was just outside of the city, so there were a lot of times when it was worth it for me to just uh, drive in and park. Mm-hmm. And there were some times when I'm just meeting a friend for a quick dinner. Like, they're in from out of town, and yeah. just coincidentally, there's, like, a huge band that's selling out the 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 fucking ice arena. And of course. And every local spot or or parking lot has gone from like the normal 5 bucks to like $20 for event parking. And yeah. it's like fucking it. Yeah, like I just want to get dinner with a friend for like an hour and I have to pay this. I'm like that's bullshit. I hate it. For
0: for one of my friends bachelorette parties, we we were downtown and there happened to be a Rockies game which it yeah. was around like the I think it was like the weekend before the 4th of July. Cause then her wedding was like the next weekend.
1: That's a rough so was, time to have a wedding.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, it was very well done. Very beautiful. But oh, as we were like trying to find a place to park, I went into this one lot and was like, Oh, like how much is it? And the guy's like, it's $75. Oh, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, no, thank you. And I was like, Ooh. okay, like I'm going to go turn around. And they're like, no, no, no. You have to back out onto like one of the busiest streets in downtown. Oh, God. Like, no, no, you just have to back out. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I can't oh, see. You. No, I'm not doing that. Oh, I'm my like, God, you can watch me go turn around and come back this way. Like, you, you can Follow my car if you really want to, if you do yep. not believe that I will leave this lot because I'm not paying you $75. For, no, absolutely no. not. That's and he was like really weird about me just like looping around. Yeah. Cause he's like, well, like if we don't like, if we lose sight of your car and I'm like, is it really going to be that long for me going down one lane, going back up the other that you won't remember that I was just here? Right. Like, will that much of that time have passed for you?
1: That you will not <laughs>
0: remember me. <laughs> oh Is my that God. What's I, what?
1: Yeah. We I went mean, to a we Rolling I
0: was like, I'm, I'm not oh, backing that's out nice. on that. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. I wasn't we went, on that. Like, we went no, to a Rolling
1: Stones. We went to a Rolling Stones concert in Minneapolis last year, and I think the parking was like $25 or $30, maybe. And okay. I'm like, that's I'm like, and that felt expensive, like for event. And I'm like, I feel like the Rolling Stones, it would have been more. But $75, that is unreal.
0: Oh, yeah. And then we found a place that was free. Oh, well, so really? <laughs> oh, That's like, you, oh, thank guy. God. Yeah. Wonderful. I'd much rather pay nothing. Like, I would have been fine paying like 10, 15, maybe 20, but like, I am not paying $75. No.
1: That's a pretty controversial statement. I gotta say, I would rather pay nothing. I I feel like people would rather pay.
0: I would would much rather pay nothing. Like,
1: you don't say. I do feel like most people would rather pay nothing.
0: Yeah, It's, it's no. Well, it's like when I was in college, the parking structures in Fort Collins, they're a dollar an hour. And the first hour is free and it's always free on Sundays. Nice. And in college, we're like, this is so much money. I'm not parking in the structure. I'm going to find free parking. And now as an adult, I'm like, I will pay the four dollars. Oh,
1: Yeah. Interestingly enough, I I know I've mentioned this to people before, but I don't think we've ever talked about it, at least on here. Um, The thing, I was a little nervous about doing Lyft and Uber back when I did it. um, Mm. Because I am from country areas. I'm not used to driving in the city, and I thought that it was going to be really scary and intimidating. And I found out really quickly that driving in and around the cities isn't really what bothered me. What I always hated was finding parking, especially like if you're going for an event, like you're going to be parking for a while, and or if you're going to be like going to multiple places, you want to find that one spot that's like perfectly centrally located. Exactly, Yeah. yeah. And I quickly discovered that I really didn't have that much anxiety about just driving around because I got to just pull over on the, curb real quick, turn on my hazards people would either jump in or jump out and then I just get to drive away again and I was actually delighted by how much it, it didn't bother me because I'm like oh, I didn't realize how much trying to find parking was like giving me anxiety and mm. uh, yeah, so it uh, I didn't realize how much of like city living was just trying to find parking
0: yeah, for for me the part of like driving in downtown Denver that like gives me anxiety is the um, Denver's really weirdly laid out and there's a lot of one way streets. Oh, yeah. So that's, you, uh, that is so, where it gets scary. One of my friends actually wow. had someone drive the wrong way down a one way street while like their Uber driver did that and they were like, Oh no, we could have died. <laughs> and it would have um, been his fault. <laughs>
1: For anyone out there listening oh. who is nervous about one ways and like city driving in general, my only recommendation is uh get a part-time pizza delivery gig. Uh yeah, I, I feel was like that would always help, actually. Oh my god, I was so scared of one ways when I was in like high school and then I went to college in Fargo and the stupid thing is Fargo only has like 3 one ways, so it's hardly like a huge metro area. But it was the first time that I really had to, like, worry about them. And Mm. I ended up delivering pizzas for, like, two and a half, three years. And uh, now, even going into Minneapolis, I just, I understand what their purpose is and how they work. And it completely removed all of my anxiety about one-ways. And even the times, like, it's just kind of that trial by fire. Even the times when I would turn down a one-way and I would see headlights, I got so used to it, I'm just like, well, here comes another asshole. I'm like, I better move over. Give them room and then, like, flash my high beam. So I'm like, dude, you are going the wrong way. Try to give them notice. Yeah. But it will, it will, without a doubt, absolutely cure you of any fear of one ways.
0: That is good to know. I don't have plans to do any of that. I <laughs> I do what I need to and that I get to work and home just fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you have a full-time job, it's not really a great recommendation. I'm just saying it works. That's all I'm saying.
0: No, I could see how that works. I mean, although these days, if I am, like, going out downtown, I would probably do what I did on St. Patrick's Day, which is park my car elsewhere and then take a scooter
1: to, like, the
0: downtown area. Yeah,
1: that would be a lot of fun. Did you guys scooter back, too?
0: Yes, I did. Okay.
1: How did that go? Because <laughs> it's St. Paddy's Day, so I it's get the feeling... Oh, okay, good. I was <laughs> going to say, yeah. you're probably in a pretty distinctly different state of mind on the way back.
0: Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to do that. No. Actually? No. Speaking
1: of a uh, different state <laughs> of mind... Uh... This this is peculiar pairings the podcast. Welcome. Hello, I didn't mean for that to be quite so abrupt a uh, uh, segue. What I was going for is I have already dove into our our uh, drink our for pairing?
0: tonight.
1: Yeah. How is that
0: going? Because I could not find it, so I do have a different drink.
1: Tonight. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. It, it I didn't think that it would be that hard to find. I only say that because I've only had it once before, and um. Mm-hmm. We had it recently at like a kind of New Year's sort of party, and it was Lily's dad. Actually, he has like this whole vessel for dispensing and everything.
0: Oh, uh, that's cool!
1: It was it was actually really cool. It has like these four spouts. Uh, I'll stop burying the lead. What we're talking about is absinthe, and yes. it um the the first time I ever had it was just this year, and. Uh, you might be happy that you're not having it. Uh, are you a fan of uh, black licorice or like black jelly beans?
0: No. Does well, it taste then, like that? Oh it God, it tastes
1: no. exactly
0: like that.
1: <laughs> Which is that another is thing I forgot I'm about. I'm not a
0: fan of like uh, Jaeger's because that, it okay. has that same taste. Yeah.
1: Which is great, because it is, I mean, even more than Jaeger, I would say, it is that exactly. And here's the thing, oh. you add sugar to it. Like, that's part of the, I have took some pictures and stuff. Oh. Um, and it still tastes incredibly strongly like black licorice. But um, the other thing is, the first time we had it, we went up to her dad's place for, like, the weekend. We had a really nice meal, and, you know, we're enjoying the afternoon, and and, like... Prior to this big party that they're going to have, we decided to have some absinthe. Um, yeah. I might be getting the timeline wrong, but either way, my I had a I had a belly full of food, and today I've only had a V8 drink and a protein shake. Woo!
0: Yeah, really
1: my whole worse, body right? is tingling. <laughs> and, my whole
0: body is vibrating.
1: Yeah, my mouth is really dry, and this isn't the first time that I've kind of pre-gamed our show. Um, this is the first time. (laughs) Well, you want to get into a certain mindset and be kind of loose and whatnot. This is the first time where I feel like it might be a mistake (laughs) because it is. (laughs) uh, it's 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 an experience, yeah. (laughs) Slightly, it's not, yeah, it's not like super different than alcohol, but it, it sort of hits more quickly, I think, than I would expect. Like, okay. like if I'm drinking, like, my usual go-to just brandy, my E&J brandy, I kind of know exactly, like, the time frame I have and exactly how it's going to hit me, and this just feels like it's not... It's more than I was expecting. Ah. Uh. Yeah. But, um, if you like black licorice and you are interested in going through the, uh, the preparation, because uh, what you're supposed to do is get a sugar cube, you put the little kind of... "Quote unquote spoon that it comes with. It has. It's kind of a grated thing. You put the spoon over about a shot, I guess, of uh, of the absinthe itself, and then you pour ice cold water uh, fairly slowly over the ice cube, and it dissolves into the drink, and then it becomes mm-hmm. what it is. And uh, I added a lot of sugar, and it is still very black liquorishy, but I I. I spent like two hours, I found the one that I wanted, it even comes with the little spoon thing, and then I was really proud of myself because I am usually the reason that we're behind, and I'm like, I'm ahead of schedule today, I've got everything prepared, I've I've got my, my cashews ready, I've got my, my computers already ready to go, and I got the absinthe, and I got my, my pitcher of ice water, and I realized I don't have any sugar cubes, and so uh, I suddenly started oh. getting very sad. But I did realize if you take, like, a tablespoon and you fill it full of sugar and then carefully pour water over it, it works pretty well. So you can make do. Yeah, that would work pretty well. It worked out just fine. Yes. Um, For anyone who is wondering about the rest of the things that I said, our pairing tonight is, is just straight absinthe. And when prepared properly, it will make like a tumbler full of liquid so it, it can be a drink by itself. It apparently is used in other drinks. Um, You can make cocktails oh. out of it. But um, the whole reason we chose it tonight is you gave me the title and it includes the word forbidden and apparently absinthe is widely known as the forbidden drink. So,
0: oh, salute. Yeah. I actually did not know that. I, I am either. going with our backup drink. Yes. Which is Kraken gold spiced rum. So that's different than like the other spiced rum that we have yeah. had. And I, I mean, it's rum, so I just have it neat on some ice. So
1: I, I applaud. Well, and I'm, and I'm glad you went with that. Cause that was like kind of the whole reason, like I, we had never had that in out here in Eau Claire and I just found it the first time yesterday and I really, really? wanted to try it. Yeah. I've never had it. I mean even just the label it's so pretty it's that kind of like it's burnt very red, and,
0: red. Yeah. I love it.
1: Um and before I cracked open the absinthe I had a taste of it and I was surprised cuz it it definitely has a distinct crack and taste to it but it's it's just a bit smoother it's it's Yeah. Boy they make good rum. It's very good.
0: Yeah. It is. And I feel like both of these pairings work well with our topic today which is the forbidden city which i've chosen because it is supposed to be one of the most haunted places in china
1: oh i i feel like i should have known that like when you told me what the topic was that's what led me to the whole decision on the drink i didn't know it really had that kind of history of being haunted
0: yeah, it's it's got well, a pretty go. interesting history, which I have included because, and like we'll get into it more. Right. It's you know, yeah, it's kind of quirky. Yeah,
1: I thought it was going to be just like a straight sort of history lesson, but I like this. It's going to be kind of spooky too.
0: Yeah, it's it's a little bit of both. So Great. my my sources are bizarre globe hopper, Wikipedia. Ooh. WildChina.com, VisitBeijing.com, and FuneralWise.com.
1: Fantastic. Well, if you're listening, grab your other part of the pairing, which is cashews. (laughs) Settle on up and let's dive in. I forgot to mention that. That's what I was like, I need to segue over.
0: I failed to get cashews and I have pistachios.
1: Nice. Well, then we're...
0: I was going to say, we just have a different (laughs) mix. I was just going to
1: say... It, it works out fine because I am drinking something that you would probably hate, and I am personally not a fan of pistachios. And for anyone who's listening yeah. who's curious, the like absinthe was supposed to be the whole thing because of the forbidden part of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't really have a specific type of nut in mind. I just, for some reason, was thinking of like bar nuts, like a bowl on a on a bar yeah. that you would find. Yeah, I was some gonna go with peanuts, dive. and then yeah. I. Pistachios work. To
0: get peanuts and was like, oh, I have pistachios
1: at work? <laughs> my, yeah, my personal so, preference is cashews, so that's that's what I'm going with. I also got for anyone who is interested, I got these Pierre Herman Maple Bacon Cashews, and oh, uh, I recommend them. They're they're very they're kind of smoky and sweet and mm. um, quite a bit of delicious. So go out yeah. and give them a try. That sounds
0: good. But anyways. Good.
1: Without any further ado, the Forbidden City.
0: Yes. So something I want to touch on before we really get into history is. Mm -hmm. Kind of how Chinese culture approaches ghosts. Oh, okay. For anyone who has ever watched like Mulan, which is like not a great example, but there is (laughs) like. The tie to, like, ancestry and a high level of, like, respect for your elders. Right. And that does carry on into how they approach ghosts, which is that there's, A, there's a lot of superstition. And there's, like, a lot of different things Mm. they do for good luck. Like, having red, having different things, like, with the Chinese New Year and, or Lunar New Year, I should say. And all of that, but they also treat them very respectfully, but avoid them as much as possible.
1: <laughs> so, okay, I was I was gonna try to make a comparison to like a Hispanic culture, like Dia de los Muertos, where it's like a celebration, but but so it's they're respectful but also fearful. Yes. Okay.
0: It is. It's like taking that respect that like you have for your elders. Mm -hmm. amplifying that a bit but also being like absolutely do not interact with them if you can
1: gotcha okay so yeah it it does have that sort of reverence but it's also like they're ghosts and they'll like fuck you up so just
0: give them them space yes stay away as i I have a quote from confucius saying treat them as gods but keep away from them oh my! it's like don't don't invite them into your home. Don't make that like a welcome thing. But wow, should yeah, okay. you happen upon them, treat them very well.
1: Okay. Yeah. Don't. So. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's the idea that that they are they are your ancestors. We should treat them with respect, but they will fuck you up, bro.
0: Yeah. Stay yeah. Stay
1: away. Okay.
0: <laughs> and one of the big good luck like traditions is they have what they call gatekeepers, which. Are in almost every single doorway or like right at every doorway. They're like the little dragon guardian oh, things. Yeah. And that is to keep evil from like entering through the doorway and like spirits from like entering through. Oh,
1: cool. Yeah, I've seen a lot of those and they always look really neat, but I've never known that they had a purpose.
0: They do have a superstitious purpose.
1: Fantastic.
0: And then they also have like, ledge steps on, like, the doorway. So, like, to get into a door, you have to step up. Yeah. Inside.
1: Can ghosts not do that?
0: (laughs) That is the idea is that ghosts can't jump, so they can't, like, jump inside, so they can't, like, step into the doorway because it's, like, too close to jumping.
1: Well, that's why they're so, like, upset all the time. Like, if you were... I mean, imagine if you were stuck, like, especially at a certain place... And you're a ghost. You're like, I just want to go inside. Like it's raining out. It's I like either. I'm a yeah, I'm a ghost. Like it's not like I really get wet, but I just I don't want to be outside right now. And you go to the front door, and you're like, you motherfuckers! I can't! I
0: can't, I can't I jump can't, up in here.
1: <laughs> I can't go six inches. This is bullshit.
0: Yeah, it's, I would
1: be a pissed off ghost too.
0: It's one of those things. I I didn't know that that was like a thought. I'm like. But they walk through walls. It's like okay.
1: it does, kind of show like um, I would be very curious to see if if they do have that kind of thought of of ghosts, like the the property of them kind of being mist-like and being able to pass through solid objects. Because it's like why, yeah, how would they be able to do that? But then not cross like a threshold that is up so high. I wonder if that's just sort of a cultural difference. Because yeah, I'm, I'm like yeah. ghosts. Ghosts in the U.S. they usually fly around and shit.
0: I think they see ghosts being more people like and less like misty, if that makes sense.
1: Okay. Yeah. They're, they're more solid. They're, they're solid spirits.
0: Yeah. They're, they're still very much like, you know, a ghost when you see one, but yeah.
1: they still look like a shambling corpse, but they, yeah. they're, they're not flying um, around. Probably. Yeah.
0: Probably. So the Forbidden City is located in the Dongcheng District of Beijing. Which is, it's kind of like in New York and London, how they have like boroughs. It's like the different neighborhoods. Gotcha. It's the Hell's Kitchen in Beijing. Yeah. Nice. It's surrounded by like numerous gardens and temples and just like takes up a very large area. How much, Mm -hmm. I do not know, because I did not look. (laughs) But I can tell you, the Forbidden City is old as hell. And that it was constructed from 1406
1: to 1420.
0: Wow. Yeah, that is pretty old. Yeah, it is. I want to say there's maybe one building that I am aware of in... I want to say it's either in China or Japan where it is almost this old or it's like, it might be a little bit older. And that is the only building that has like original structure items. Wow. Something that old, like you have to like replace the siding. You have to replace yeah, yeah. stuff as the building ages. So i going to say the fact that it is generally still standing and not like super modified is pretty interesting to me.
1: Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, that easily a uh, very strong sort of support of them like that like the detailed construction of it is is very yeah. strong.
0: And it's it's also like upholding the tradition of how they originally built it so as they were doing restoration like keeping a lot of the historical mm-hmm. design. So it was formerly the Imperial Palace and winter residence of the Emperor, beginning from the Ming Dynasty to the end of the Qin Dynasty. Which ended in like 1912. Oh, wow. Okay. It it, it expands like 500 years.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah, I thought you were going to say like... You know, it was built in 1400s and the, you know, the Qin dynasty lasted until 16... I was not expecting you to say 1912.
0: Yeah, it is. Damn. (laughs) Yeah, it was, you know, the home for the emperor, their families, their servants, and like inner circle for...
1: Literally hundreds of years. years. Yeah, As well
0: as like the ceremonial and political center of the Chinese government. So, I was going to
1: say, do you happen to know if that, like, in 1912, is that when it changed from, like, an empire to, uh, like, so... Not Soviet, but, um...
0: Uh, to, like, the People's Republic? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is that is when it happened, which we will talk about.
1: Okie dokie. And in... Ni- since
0: 1925 the Forbidden City has been in the care of what is called the Palace Museum, which is basically they're like an organization for the palace to like make it a historical site, which it is. It is considered a World Heritage Site since 1987. So like they take care of the artifacts. They keep up with any maintenance and all of that. So... In 1420, when Hongwu Emperor's son, Zhu Di, became the emperor, so mm-hmm. the man who was the emperor at the time moved the capital from Nanjing to Beijing, mm. which is when they built the Forbidden City because he's like, I don't want the capital be be like way over here anymore. I want it over here. And this is where I'm going to live now.
1: It has a better view. It yeah, it's nearer some more water. We're going to put a bunch of like cherry blossoms and stuff. It's going to be great.
0: Yeah, It took 14 years to construct and about oh, yeah. a million workers to complete it.
1: Oh my God.
0: <laughs> so much work.
1: It's it, so evil. You know, it's weird too to see like I live in Eau Claire and it's it's a growing city and there are buildings going up all over the place. And it's so easy to take for granted. like how simply we create things nowadays with yeah. machines and computers. And I always forget that like back in the day, like you look at the pyramids that probably took many people's lives to get oh, yeah, like even just started. <laughs> and then nowadays yeah. we can throw up condos and stuff in like a summer.
0: Yeah. It is insane how we can do that. Yeah. Then skipping forward years. in time from yeah. 1420, going to April 1644.
1: Oh, that is which elite. there
0: was rebellion in China, and okay. the Forbidden City was captured by rebel rebel forces led by Li Zicheng, who, who then present who then made himself emperor. <laughs> He's like, I'm emperor now. Well, you um, I mean
1: you take the Forbidden City? It's like the center of the country. You're going to be like, uh, "Hey guys, who do we want to be emperor?" No. Oh, I'll, I'll we? do it. I'll do it. Yeah, nominate me. I nominate, me. Me. I nominate Since myself. Since I'm the leader, yeah. Since I'm the leader, who's voting? Oh, I'm voting. It's me. Okay, cool, great.
0: Yeah, so I make all the decisions. When he became emperor, he proclaimed himself emperor of the Shun Dynasty. Hmm. Which did not last long, as oh, no. he later fell when former Ming general Wu Sangui and the Manchu forces combined and set fire to parts of the Forbidden City.
1: Oh no! Yeah, boy, they they're must like, have well, really hated him. Oh yeah, <laughs>
0: they they took their city back, and they're like, you know what? We'll burn this place to the ground. How's that sound?
1: If we can't have it, nobody will.
0: Wait, but you guys already took it back.
1: Yeah, that's how much we hate you.
0: Well, I mean, that's how they took it back, was setting fire to the city. He's like, I should have
1: put that together. I thought they were sending a message. Like, I mean, it kind know, of
0: was because I mean, oh,
1: I, yeah, it can be both. It can be both. It's it it's a both. tactic and a message. It's like, fuck you. Get out of here.
0: Oh, it's also Just like, like don't do smoke me. Out. Like, I yeah. will burn this motherfucker.
1: <laughs> yeah. Scorched earth works every time.
0: Yep. And then in 1860, during the second opium war, Anglo French forces took control of the city and stayed there until the end of the war.
1: I know I'm focusing on the wrong point here, but the second Opium War. There I, have been multiple Opium there have Wars. There been
0: multiple Opium Wars, and Ugh. because I was not great in history <laughs> in my in my oh. world history class, I should say, I don't remember when the first one was. I guess I know there were more than
1: one. Celine, you're doing fine. I didn't know there was even one opium war, so I think you're still ahead of the class.
0: I mean, as I was doing my notes, I was like, was there another one? I was like, oh, yeah. I think we talked about that for five minutes in my class, and I'm like, or was I not paying attention?
1: Actually, I take it back. I would love the... uh... The audacity of historians just to name it, like He's just, one opium it. War yeah, just, just because, it. yeah, they're like we're gonna we're gonna George Lucas this, we're gonna start later on in the saga, and when we discover more, we'll name that one. The... We're gonna do a prequel opium war, but we're gonna start with opium war two. With I, I would kind of respect the hell out of that. But I, just...
0: I am gonna send you a video later that I had a friend send to me about how the Star Wars movies were named wrong. I was showing Gabriel this last night and he's like, that's not correct. And I'm like, but it makes more sense. Uh, And he's like, is
1: it when you say they're titled wrong? Like, do you mean the, like the number that they're supposed to go by or like the actual title?
0: Someone went through and was like, this title makes more sense for this movie.
1: You know what? Without even knowing what the new titles are, I agree completely. (laughs) I feel like no matter what. Yeah, no, I, I bet I will. That sounds great.
0: <laughs> and then in 1900, Empress Dowager uh, Sishi fled the city during the Boxer Rebellion, leaving oh. the Forbidden City to then be occupied, occupied by the forces of the treaty power until the following year, when she then took it back.
1: Well, there's my public schooling coming into play. I have heard of the Boxer Rebellion. I believe I thought it happened in Europe, but okay. <laughs> I've at least <laughs> heard of that.
0: Is very similar.
1: <laughs> Nailed it.
0: And then the Forbidden City ceased being a political center in 1912 with the abdication of Puyi, which was a forced abdication. Okay. <laughs> that was going to be I my think, next question. I believe at the time he he became emperor at like the age of two. So at the time he was still very young.
1: Oh, right. But still
0: very much like involved in their still, government and was yeah, able he was still to be a king or an emperor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was able to <laughs> still like live at the Forbidden City, and remain in the inner court while it was like being used and opened oh. to the public. Well, that's actually
1: kind of nice. the The idea that they're like, yeah. look, we're going to turn this into a different kind of government, but we at least respect that you are the last reigning emperor of the line. You get to stay, and you're a child, yeah. presumably at <laughs> this point. You're still a child. So was like,
0: he, at the, he maybe at the most was 16 or 8 like 18 at the very oldest. But right.
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, but like very, not an adult king.
0: Yeah. A a young king. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> like you
1: were like, it was a forced abdication. So it's like, yeah, it's one, it's one half step below coup. It's the idea where like they yeah. they're inside the kingdom. They're in the inner sanctum and they're like, do you want to live? And he's like, uh
0: yeah, all right. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of living. Because
1: <laughs> yeah. So... yeah, here are your I'm options. Sure yeah, we're we're That's taking good. the government regardless. You can live or not. Will you abdicate, or does this need to go worse? He's like, you can, can have, have it. it.
0: This is not my choice.
1: but right. Sure, it's forced, but okay, I'll stay alive. That's cool.
0: Yeah. And after the establishment of the People's Republic of China in 1949, there was some damage done to the Forbidden City. But during the early 21st century the, and the establishment of the Palace Museum, they carried out a 16-year restoration project to repair and restore all of the buildings wow. to their pre-1912 state.
1: You know, I made this whole big stink about us like being able to build faster these days and stuff. I just realized that like you said it was built in fourteen years and it took took sixteen years to, to restore. restore it. Yeah. That's remarkable. With I, modern I, I
0: technology. Do... Or yeah. more modern I mean, technology, because yeah. still
1: I mean to be fair, I suppose the the care and the like, they would have to do a lot more research on, like, how it was before. Yeah. And they need to be really careful about not disturbing how it used to be. So, so like, I can see that, but it, it still just does seem ironic that it, like, it took longer to restore than it took to originally build.
0: Yeah. So this, that's, like, a brief, brief history of the that's Forbidden City. Okay. And there is a few legends and stories that come with it, like any good governing governing body, Ooh. of course. Uh, most people just think it's cursed and has been since the day it was built. Oh, yeah. Just...
1: Classic because, cursed structure.
0: Yeah, they believed that the first emperor was very evil and that he, at one point, was trying to suppress a sex scandal that happened on, like, New Year's Eve. So he slaughtered 2,800 people in his harem. Because he's like, you know what? Like, I don't want this getting out, so I'll just kill you all.
1: You know, politics never really changes, does it? (laughs) As we sit here in 2023 with a former president being indicted on certain charges. It's like, uh, things really don't change.
0: They don't. And... The official opening was held on New Year's Eve, so they think that it has something to do with, like, when it was officially, like, hey, like, it is done, it's open. like, numbers living here now that this huge scandal happened and, like, that brought upon, like, bad fortune. Oh, okay. And with the fire tearing through the city, it burned 250 buildings and kill people,
1: okay. Yeah. That would make me feel like it's cursed,
0: yeah. And they believe that with the um, with the slaughtering of his harem and just kind of bad luck, that the Emperor then became depressed. And this is still in like fourteen twenty ish, which, yeah, and well. that was like his punishment for like his misdeeds was depression and thus died from it in 1424
1: well yeah welcome to the human condition asshole like that's (laughs) that's it
0: (laughs) I killed people and now I'm sad about it
1: well well, I'm the emperor aww
0: and of course as you know most good you know like bad guys Bad guys. They they had a lot of like jealousy with like mistresses. People were poisoning oh, each oh. other. It's like yeah, it's like any good court in Europe where people yeah, are like, yeah. stabbing each other in the back. It's like it's all the same thing. Yeah, so it's people like people have died within the walls of the Forbidden City. Okay,
1: yeah. So a, it's basically Game of Thrones set in China.
0: Yeah, and. For a good while, it I think as like a visitor from the US and I I could be wrong on this mm-hmm. that we could not visit but as like a resident of China, you can go and visit because they have very restrictive hours with it and they very much don't want people visiting as much so I if visitors outside of like Chinese residents are able to visit it's very limiting that makes sense yeah just I mean it's the
1: forbidden city I mean like you can't just let them have access to the whole thing you can't let them have unfettered access to it
0: a lot of it even for people who are able to visit it is very restrictive
1: Oh, I bet, yeah. You
0: can only go into certain areas. It's it's very secretive. Oh. And That's they... Kinda... it's And it's kind of weird. They don't have it open after, like, 4 or 5 p.m.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: It's always closed at night. And, like, they don't want people visiting anytime it's, like, dark, which is kind of weird.
1: Yeah. Do you you happen to know if people, if there's, like, maintenance people or, or like, security people that... There
0: there are guards, and, like, that's where a lot of, like, the stories come from about the ghosts there. right.
1: That makes sense. From, like,
0: guards and people who work there. Because they're the only ones there at night. And then some people have experiences during the day, but... Depending on... And I say it just like I think it just depends on the spirits you're dealing with, whether they prefer to be active at night or during the day. I think you yeah. can scare people more at night than during oh, the day. Is that a,
1: well, and even if you're a total skeptic, like if you're a guard and you're just like you're standing at your post and, you know, it, especially like in the winter, the sun's going to go down earlier. So it's like, OK, it's mm-hmm. 4 p.m. We're locking down. Good, goodbye, everybody. And then it's just you in a hallway. And like, you know, there are other guards, but they probably I'm guessing they're not like right next to each other. They're not like super close. And you're just standing might, in this.
0: I think they're like they maybe work in pairs.
1: Oh, even still, it's the but two still, of you. Yeah, a, yeah. either One of you hears like a noise and you're in this building that's 500 years old. And you're like, what was that? It was Oh, my yeah. God. You're going to scare a... yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Like, even if nothing supernatural is happening, it would probably be the creepiest assignment ever.
0: Mm-hmm. So one of the ghosts that they see is, they call her the Weeping Woman, Oof. and she is that, a Weeping Woman in white. It's almost <laughs> always a woman in white, yeah. red, or black. Mm-hmm. And she just, like, strolls to the grounds and cries. Which Aww. actually makes me think of, like, um, I don't know if you've heard of La Llorona.
1: As a matter of fact, I think we've talked about her in a previous episode.
0: I think we have briefly.
1: Very, yeah, very briefly. We yeah. we. I don't think she was a focus of anything, but we... I think it was our cryptids episode, we talked about a few things, oh, yeah. and she came up. Yeah, I don't think she was... One of the ones we were planning on talking about, but she came up in conversation.
0: Yeah, so it's it's like a version of that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone has had enough of an experience, or at least one that they want to share, that where like they have more information. And it could be that like she could have been like one of the mistresses, like. Nobody really knows. I don't know if they were keeping, like, super detailed records of, like, who all died.
1: And and she doesn't, she never, at like, as a ghost, she doesn't stick around to chat.
0: No. No, she, she just, does not.
1: She just gets sad, she cries, and she disappears.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, people have heard flute music at night. Well, that's kind
1: of delightful. Oh, at I was just going to say, at you night ad- at funny. night.
0: You hear at night and you're like... Oh, that's like Pied Piper music, yes. and I don't yeah. like that.
1: As a guard, you're just standing there, like just ignore it, just ignore it.
0: They're like, don't so- do it. Don't don't go dancing. Don't do it. Don't follow it.
1: <laughs> and it has to be one of your coworkers just fucking with you, <laughs> but you're like, no. Nope, oh nope. god, that'd be
0: so funny. <laughs> no,
1: nope, I'm not. I'm not letting them get to me. Not this time.
0: They they also see ghost dogs. Oh, which is. <laughs> Always a, a... It's like a fun, weird one. I hmm. think.
1: He's like tap dancing or something?
0: Well, because... Depending be on what type of dog you see, it can either be a good thing or a bad thing, because like a black dog is oh. a bad omen.
1: hmm I recently listened to a, a kind of cryptid sort of thing about that and the idea of the... I can't remember if it's like Eastern European or even like... More is it where you see it three times and yes.
0: then you yeah, die yeah. on the third time?
1: Yeah, because like the first time it's there to help you, like you're in a the second situation. A
0: warning.
1: Yes, and the, the third time it's like, sorry, bro, yeah. you're t- Yeah, I helped your you the time one time. Bad. Yeah, you when you you saw me the first time and you were supposed to have died then, but you know that like you, you get you get a few extra years, you're on borrowed time, yeah, and then you see me the second time, and it's like oh, well, your clock's almost over.
0: Yeah, I think um, you see him the second time you're like, I'm fucked.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because yeah, because then you're just, the first time you're like, oh, thank God, I was supposed to have died but now I'm saved. And then yeah, it's like a week later, you see him the second time you're like, wait, I get a week? That's it? What the fuck? And then the, until you see him the third time, you're just worried about when the third time is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, if so you're that- a guard in an ancient temple and you see a, a black, <laughs> yeah. and it's not even a black dog, it's a black ghost dog now. Ugh creepy.
0: Yeah. Not a good thing. And they, no. they've they also said they've seen, like, strange, unidentifiable animals. Mm. Which, I mean, and I can say that, like, being someone who's from, like, a more rural area, animals make really mm-hmm. weird noises.
1: hmm Yeah, they do.
0: <laughs> so I feel like that doesn't help, because if they're actually... Is an animal, and they're making some weird-ass noise.
1: Yeah, and it's not like something that you're... Right, oh my god, the number of times that you see videos online, like TikToks and YouTubes and stuff, about, it's like city people who have heard this one sound for the first time, or they they go out of the city, they get an Airbnb in the country... And they hear what sounds like a woman being strangled to death. Being
0: murdered, yeah. Yeah,
1: and it's just this blood-curdling scream. It's like, okay, it, it might be a person getting murdered, but we happen to know that there are, like, several animals that make this sort of sound. And it is absolutely horrifying.
0: Foxes, cougars. Bobcats I think, have, like, a weird, like, yeah. growl.
1: Yeah, bobcats are the one. The The other one is, um, if I'm not mistaken, raccoons will make a similar sound um, if they're in like a group and one of them is like an outcast. They will attack the other one and it will scream bloody murder in a way that is just so haunting. It's like, why do these animals sound like this?
0: Well, they also make this really horrible screech when they are distressed, Mm, mm -hmm. which I got to experience when my neighbors had a raccoon infestation in their attic. What? I didn't know you could be infested
1: with raccoons. Holy crap.
0: So it was a mom and she had babies in their attic. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So while she left to go like get food, they moved the babies out of the attic. They put them in like a dog crate on their deck, so, like, they were immediately accessible to her. But instead, she, like, went around the side and tried to go back into the attic, and they patched up where she got in, so she couldn't get in, so she lost her mind. Oh, no! And, like, they, oh, they were scared i felt so bad for our neighbors those were like all sitting there like watching through the window like what is happening
1: oh no i love the idea too that like they were trying to be like they're trying to solve their own yeah they're trying to be helpful they're trying to solve their own problem with without causing distress and the worst possible outcome occurred
0: (laughs) yeah because i think had she like approached the house like onto the deck instead of like from the side she would have seen mm-hmm. the babies right away but she thought like something happened to them
1: right oh yeah and, oh, like, and then like you come out. home yeah and you come home and like i'm guessing that the family that like did this didn't realize necessarily how she was getting in so they just like block up the hole and they're like well she's probably gonna come back on the deck and they just yeah. didn't realize that she comes from the opposite side. And they're like, God damn it. If you <laughs> have just, if you have come from almost any other angle, you any would have seen angle. the kids. <laughs> yeah. And she just happened to be upwind from the kids too. Cause like, I'm assuming they have decent senses of smell. Uh, yeah, she, I don't think she would have she... smelled her own babies.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think. At, oh no. After a while of like, just losing her mind, she did find them eventually. And okay. the screeching stopped. <laughs> but man, it—it's uh, a horrifying sound. So, like, if you don't yeah, know what that is oh, yeah. and you're hearing that, it's scary.
1: Well, and then her stress levels are already at like their maximum, and she finally gets around to the deck. She sees her kids. And she's like, "Oh, oh, thank God, they're fine." What is this in a fucking cage? What is this? And then she starts freaking out again. She's like, what is this insanity? Why did you take?" Because she's not going to understand what's happening.
0: So they had him in like the bottom part of a dog crate and like the whole thing was open. So like she could get in there, but she was like, what the fuck?
1: Oh, man! and so, yeah, they had the best of intentions and it just went the worst possible way that it could.
0: Oh, no. Kind of the noises and all of that. A lot of people feel really nervous being in the Forbidden City and like a yeah, feeling of like so. being watched yeah outside of the fact that like it's a like it's a museum and it's a historical site just kind of that weird like someone's very much watching me and I'm uncomfortable yeah
1: you keep looking over your shoulder but there's nobody there
0: yeah which like i mean considering the history it's not surprising
1: no yeah you just hope that it's not the the crying lady like, just yes. Please don't be the there is super scary ghost. There
0: is one other very uh, popular ghost that the guards have seen and they call her the Lady in Black. Oh, that's even
1: worse. <laughs> I'd rather have the Crying Lady in White so I want the Lady
0: in Black. One of the guards, and she's been encountered multiple times, but one of them, they thought she was really suspicious, just like a suspicious looking woman with long hair. And oh, they, like, okay. tried to get her attention, so she ran off. And they're like, oh, shit, she stole something. <laughs> and, like, ran after <laughs> lady, her. Lady, we're closed. Hey, go run away. And what are you doing? They were able to, like, corner her at a locked door. And they're like, okay, like, <clears throat> turn around. Like, put your hands up. Like, we <clears throat> caught you. And then when she turned around, she didn't have a face.
1: Oh, no, thank you. I don't
0: <laughs> And then, uh, you know, disappeared uh, into oh. the wind. So that's... That is the one that I I think scares them the most, like of all the ghosts that could be there. They're like, I'd much rather not deal with her.
1: Yeah, no, there are, I love like horror movies. I love weird grotesqueries. I, you know, I, for whatever reason, I like scary stuff. Um, and nothing ever really seems to to get under my skin, but people with no face really uh, uh, give me the willies. I don't like that. It no, just, thank you. It
0: feels really wrong. And yeah,
1: I'm not sure why that specifically, but yeah, when it's... there, Yeah, there's something about that that was... It makes me think about people with face blindness and it's like I, I'm sure they've lived with it their whole lives so they don't oh, really yeah. know the difference, but I, I always think like... If I got some kind of brain injury or something that made me... Like, I woke up one day and I had face blindness. Oh. I don't know how I would live. I would just be losing my mind the whole time.
0: I... I did would not know how to deal with face blindness, honestly. I I wouldn't know. Like, do you have to go off of, like, the sound of, like, people's voices to know yeah like I'm wondering how people from
1: what I've read yeah my my understanding is the majority of people have it pretty much their whole lives and so for the most part they don't even really understand that they have it they're so used to like what you were saying like they recognize voices they they uh recognize body cues even the way that they dress or walk. So they 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 their brain it's kind of like, you know, if you lose your sight, your brain adjusts and it figures out ways to yeah. process data. And so it's the same kind of thing where it's like it finds other ways to identify people, but the way that they like treat not necessarily treat it, but like uh diagnose it is they show um plates To people that are literally just faces, and then they will flip them upside down, and they're like, even with face blindness, you can recognize certain contours and, like, eye color and stuff. Yeah, you
0: can recognize, like, this is where the eyes are, this is where the nose is.
1: And they're like, but you absolutely have no idea who people are if you can't kind of make that mapping happen. Or, no, I'm sorry, that's how you test how it feels to have face blindness. So like, if you take a picture of someone who you know really well and you flip it upside down, it's the same person, but your mind isn't used to processing it that way. So you can kind of get a sense of how it feels. But yeah, apparently they, they do a lot of like voice and body movement recognition. And so, For the most part, they don't even realize that anything is wrong. Yeah. But uh, then one day someone comes to pick you up at the airport and they roll down the window and you don't know who it is. And they're like, it's mom. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, oh, sorry. I didn't recognize you there. Must be a new car.
0: (laughs) I don't recognize this car. Yeah.
1: Um. Since when did you have a Lincoln?
0: Yeah. So um, there is a lot of suspicion with it only being accessible during the day. That Mm -hmm. they people are like, oh, well, like there, there has to be a reason why it's not open at night or why it's it's now more of like a
1: public, yeah, it's like a public place now, essentially. Why can't we access it more in the evening?
0: Yeah, which and that could be more of like a government thing or like a restoration trying to keep it Mm. Mm -hmm. preserved type of thing is that like they want more limited access to it, or they don't want yeah. people, like, trying to sneak in at night or anything like that. <laughs> less foot traffic,
1: less people touching shit, just overall, yeah. yeah.
0: But um, I like to think that it could be that maybe they're, like, worried about people getting scared to death, and they're like, I don't want their oh, yeah. That's I like
1: that. to think of it as a night at the museum kind of scenario.
0: Ooh, maybe. Maybe.
1: Yeah, all of the statues and stuff and all the ghosts come the
0: terracotta come soldiers like it. come out at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they have and those I'm, there, but I feel like they should.
1: Good pull though. I wouldn't have pulled terracotta soldier. But no, yeah, like and then all the guards there, they're not so much guards as much as they are like babysitters, and they're just like oh, stay in the yeah, they're just trying to corral all of the statues and stuff.
0: Trying to get them. Right, right, yeah, and so
1: by morning they have to like get them back to their displays, yeah, or wherever they stand, like the dragons outside the front door, They're the, the or the the statues, whatever.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Well, I guess daybreak. Well, right. Yeah. Or they is, get. Uh...
1: They can't. Yeah, they can't have these statues like wandering around in the forest nearby and then just like freezing in the middle of nowhere.
0: Yeah. They they can't have that happen. So that is. That is our story. It's it's a little shorter, just because That's okay. everyone like feels freaked out there, but there, not as many people there, and there's also you know restrictions with when people can be there, so you know you kind of get a you get less stories that way. It happens. Well, and I mean,
1: do you happen to know? You might not have this in notes or anything. Do you happen to know when the name Forbidden City? was, like, placed upon it?
0: I think since its conception. Because it is wow. forbidden for people who are not the emperor, his family, or okay. within his inner right, circle, right. or a servant to be within the city at all. Like, that is a you-will-get-murdered, like, right. for treason <laughs> type of okay. crime
1: they are like, look, yeah, we know everyone who is supposed to be here, and we know you don't fit the description of anyone here, so you're going to die. That's it.
0: You are not part of that. It is forbidden to be there. So I think it's always been called that.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, as far as a name goes, that is a fantastic name. Like, to to last throughout history, yeah. And it, it seems to be applicable in, like, every kind of conceptualized state the city has taken like from when it was built it's like there's only for us the emperor and his family and then afterwards it was like this is just for dignitaries and the government whatever and then later it's like well okay we'll let you in and see things but you can't see these parts and you gotta get the fuck out of here before sundown (laughs) because shit gets real
0: and i think there are even different areas where they have it for like different like there's the like outer portion there's like a middle portion and then like the inner center where like you could be a dignitary but you cannot go within a certain area still like there's still all of these forbidden areas within it
1: that could even just be like a marketing thing like like a, a like a tourism thing because honestly that just makes me want to go and visit it even more like I'm sure the architecture and the, the, the sight of it is cool by itself, but just the mystique of like, yeah, nobody goes in here ever. That makes me want to go and see.
0: Yeah, it does. It does. But
1: well, thank you, it. China. Well, thank you for the story. You're it was it was it was creepy and interesting. I also had never heard it I liked certain certain additions that i've got now because like i've heard of the the white lady before and we talked about like the the ghost dogs the black dogs. i've never heard of the black lady
0: lady i do not want to
1: yeah i do not want to encounter a faceless person in black i don't either in the middle of that
0: sounds horrifying to me um i'm gonna say some sometimes it's just that like it's a lady in black and that she just wears all black Right. And like she saw a face. It just it depends on the area because it's it's 90 percent of the time it's a lady in white. Then it's like a lady in red or a lady in black. Interesting. I mean, it uh, could all
1: be the same ghost, just depending on her could. mood.
0: <laughs> she uh, changed her mood today. She is angry. Yeah. <laughs> she is bright yeah.
1: like so red. Uh, yeah. I'm wearing red. I'm pissed off or I'm wearing black. I don't I don't want to be seen and then you Leave get too close alone. and she Yeah, she hits you with her no face and you're like, "Oh, fuck."
0: <laughs> no, yeah. 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 Uh what do you think of your pairing?
1: <laughs> um as much as I love black licorice, I'm going to give the absinthe a five. Um it's I am actually very intrigued to try it in a cocktail. Maybe we'll do that in the future sometime. I'm interested to see how it might mix with other things. Um, I, again, as much as I love like black jelly beans and stuff, there is something really off putting about it. It's it's a very pungent flavor, (laughs) even with as much water and sugar as I added. Um, I will say that cashews are one of my favorite nuts. Uh, as far as like bar food and stuff goes, I'm gonna give that an eight. Together, I'll give them a seven because the flavor of the absinthe, I think, is actually helped quite a bit by the saltiness of the cashews. And okay. I actually have two. I actually have two types of cashews. I have just like the regular salted ones, and then I have the maple and bacon ones. And they they helped me get through the absinthe quite a bit. So You're I good. I do not think I would recommend absinthe on its own. But um, paired with some a salty snack, I I, there again. I don't think it necessarily has to be cashews, but I think that's the whole point of a a good bar treat. Is it salty and yeah? yeah, Oh yeah, peanuts or pretzels or popcorn. So good. It's hard to go wrong. How about how about you? What did what did you think of the the rum?
0: I really liked the rum, so I'm gonna give it about a nine because it's pretty good.
1: good. It's really good,
0: the pistachios since pistachios, I like them, but they are not my favorite nut. I'm gonna have them domestic. oh, okay. I'm definitely more like peanuts, almonds, and cashews. I also really love oh okay. and Brazil nuts.
1: You know, I wasn't much of like a nut person in general when I was growing up. Um I started working at a dairy queen when I was like fifteen. and, I started putting pecans in some of the things that I made, and that, yeah, oh my god, they're so, like, buttery and almost a caramel flavor to them. Mm -hmm. I do need to ask, though, when you held up your pistachios, was that just, like, a Ziploc bag? Yes. Where are those pistachios from?
0: We had them at work, and that I put them in a Ziploc because I was going to eat some like at work and then like have a few left over at home. And I happened to have a Ziploc in my backpack because for a while I was bringing multivitamins to eat at lunch because I sure am was trying to get into the habit of eating breakfast, which I now do. Oh. But because eating vitamins on an empty stomach makes you very sick, I had a Ziploc in my bag and I was like, oh, well, if I'm going to need like a handful later and then I didn't end up eating them at work like I was going to. Plus, I was like, I "I don't really want to get a bowl because I'm not having like a ton of them and then I feel like I'm being (laughs) wasteful of resources. So, yeah.
1: I do not mean to press, but... I, I do need a little more information. When you say you got them from work, is there just like a bowl of pistachios just it's like at the like office?
0: like a big bag, like a Costco sized bag of shelled pistachios. So I just like open no. the bag and like pour them in. I'll be damned. We that also have seem... pita chips at work and guacamole and hummus.
1: I'm assuming those are in containers like in a fridge.
0: Yes, those are like in okay. containers, but like the pita chips, it's just like a pack of chips. Right, okay, okay. Lab.
1: That I think that answers my question. I was a little worried you guys just had nuts just randomly. No, they are all over the place. They're like in a You're bag gathering bag. them up they're from like the like a
0: shelf with like other pantry okay. items. We have a very nice snack set up at work.
1: I was gonna say what it, what it comes down to is you actually have a very nice workplace with like With open snacks, snacks yeah. that yeah 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 no my that's
0: workplace right. snacks say, and that's nice
1: that's pretty great i was gonna say the the only workplaces i've had that have been even close to that i had to purchase so i'm like that's that's nice if they provide you pistachios and yeah and chips
0: my well my boss is a big fan of pistachios so we almost always have those on hand but which uh, is weird to
1: me my dad is a huge fan of pistachios and and that is uh not something that... I will have them. I don't mind them, but uh, similar to you, I would I would think not my favorite. Like, yeah. if I have an assortment, pistachios is close to last.
0: Yeah. I think my dad always has a thing of, a container of, like, peanuts or almonds or cashews. Mm-hmm. He likes, those are, like, his favorite. And... My mom used to like. She used to get this from the store. It's like the you just like fill a bag of nuts. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. And then yeah, like you yeah. put them
0: in a bowl when like people come over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she had like a a nutcracker that was just like the two bars. Whoa. I think Mimi has the same. I one. was just going to say <laughs> my dad does the same thing. Or yeah, yeah, it might be Mimi. Dude. Yeah, the, that's yeah. so weird. I've it's just a weird eaten dinner those, thing like, at your house. <laughs>
1: And you kind of, yeah, you grab like a handful, you put them on a plate, you grab the little prongs and you, you pry them open. And you, Sometimes it's so they much don't work.
0: Look how It's just like shoot the, the nut like i yeah, yeah. like, oops.
1: Oh, and some I of them are so that. dense. Yeah, like you understand why we got to the point where people like, pre-shelled this shit and put it in a jar. Because you sit there for like five minutes trying to crack this one fucking walnut and it finally gets open, And there's almost nothing in it. Like, it's 90% shell and there's one little piece and you break a tooth trying to get it out and you're like, oh good, I'm glad I got that one fucking piece of nut or whatever Tiny piece it is. of walnut. Oh. And it's, right. yeah, it's just like, why do we do this? Oh god, thank, yeah, so Thank you again to the places I got these, like, shelled, already shelled things are just a modern marvel, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And I will not say, good I, normally, to I normally do not take snacks from work. That's not, like, a normal thing that I do. But I will probably bring these to work tomorrow and snack at exactly. snack with them at work.
1: I, they're not going to mind as long as you're enjoying them. And like, especially if you bring them back to work and you have, you know, everybody needs a little bit of protein throughout the day. They'll, no. they'll be fine.
0: I think, I don't think it's the end of the world.
1: Oh, I think I have, speaking of workplace stuff, I think I have a little bit of suntan lotion getting into my eyes right now.
0: Oh no. Well, oh. I guess with that, we will sign off. listeners yeah. as Matt struggles.
1: Or wash my face. Uh, if you have any recommendations for us, either topics or pairings, uh, please send us an email at peculiarpairingspod at gmail You can contact us on Twitter at peculiar pair pod or uh, on Instagram at peculiar pod, and check us out on uh, Patreon. Why not?
0: Yeah, we'll uh, all we'll all be different. there,
1: and yeah, we're everywhere.
0: And if you know you're intrigued about the story with. I guess the Johnny Depp-like story we talked about earlier, that will be oh. on Patreon for you later. Yes.
1: That's a great tease, because even I'm like, I have to know what the fuck that is. I, like I said, I listed three things. All of them were weird, and they at least one of them had to connect to what you were talking about. And uh, now I'm to, excited. You have to
0: go ch- check it out. Okay. Until next well, time, listeners. We love you.
1: Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll all be waiting for that story with bated breath. I'm excited. <laughs> Thanks for sitting with us, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.